Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Monday, August 8th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. A fourth of Missouri school districts will only be in class four days a week this academic year. It's a symptom of a larger problem. This teacher shortage thing, it was bad before the pandemic, and it's to a crisis now. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke will discuss the trend with Missouri State Associate Professor of Education, John Turner. It's been nearly two weeks since record rainfall led to flash flooding in the St. Louis region. Many people who lost their homes are still waiting for help. On Thursday, hundreds were turned away from a multi-agency resource center in University City because it reached capacity. Kayla Reed is the executive director of Action St. Louis, which helps flood victims. She says the government needs to do more. And we've seen that nonprofits and organizations are having to stand in the gap when really the government should have the capacity to step in and respond to the needs of community during moments like this. Reed says Governor Mike Parson's official request for federal aid could have come a week earlier. She was a guest on St. Louis on the Air. More dates have been announced for flood aid centers in the St. Louis area. People affected by the flooding can get help tomorrow, Wednesday and Thursday at Friendly Temple on Martin Luther King Drive. The Red Cross says more than 4,700 people have been helped since multi-agency resource centers opened in Missouri and Illinois after the floods. That includes 1,200 last Thursday at that center in University City. The St. Louis Kaplan-Feldman Holocaust Museum is making plans to become an independent entity. Museum leaders say the move will help expand the mission to combat hate and bigotry. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports. The Jewish Federation of St. Louis is one of the region's major nonprofit funders, and in 1995 it created a small Holocaust museum as an in-house department. The museum opens an expanded building in November with programs that will train people to intervene when they see hate and discrimination. Jewish Federation Board Chair Greg Yowitz says separating the organizations will make it easier for new community partners to work directly with the museum. By opening the museum up as an independent entity, the museum has a better place in the overall St. Louis community, not just the St. Louis Jewish community. The Jewish Federation will continue to help fund the Holocaust Museum as it applies for separate nonprofit status. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. Gas prices continue to drop from their record high earlier this year. Gas Buddy reports prices in the St. Louis area have fallen around 14 cents a gallon in the last week. The average in the region is now $3.89 a gallon. Gas Buddy's survey of more than 980 stations in the region shows prices are nearly 75 cents cheaper than last month but roughly 92 cents higher than a year ago. The St. Louis Recorder of Deeds has located the original trademark application and label design for Budweiser. The 1878 submission was handwritten partially in English and partially in German. Chris Navziger is the archives researcher in the recorder's office. He says the label looks strikingly similar to the one still in use today, although the text is mostly in German. Even They had been in America for decades. German-American brewers were still publishing their labels in German because they were marketing very heavily to a German-American audience. Nafziger says the 143-year-old document is very fragile but is being preserved with museum-quality efforts. There are no plans to put it on display. (music) 
This school year, one in four districts in Missouri will be on a four-day week schedule. John Turner is an associate professor in the College of Education at Missouri State University. He researches rural school districts. Turner sat down to discuss the condensed schedule with St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke, and she started the conversation by asking what types of districts are moving to four-day weeks. You know, originally, back when this became an option in the state of Missouri 13 years ago, the schools that were adopting the four-day school week were typically very small, very rural school districts. But now here, especially in the last few years, you're seeing larger and larger school districts go to the four-day school week. So, for example, the largest school district on the four-day week is the Warren County School District in Warrenton, which has over 3,000 students. And why are school districts deciding to do this? You know, when I talk to people on the street, they often think it's all about the money, and it's not that simple. It is about money to the extent that many of the smaller rural school districts cannot compete with suburban schools as far as teacher salaries. So in a tightening job market with teachers, uh, it's really hard for a rural school district to compete with a suburban school district on a salary scale or benefit scale or even a resource scale that's available in their school district. This teacher shortage thing, it was bad before the pandemic, and it's to a crisis now. I know it's easy for someone in suburban St. Louis to listen to us and say these rural schools are going to the four-day week, but they don't realize how difficult it is to be a school administrator in a rural area that you cannot compete with suburban school districts on the salary scale, and you're trying to find teachers. And so again, this is not, I don't think the four-day school week is a vision of where schools wanted to go. It's what they've been forced to do by the circumstances that they have. And so policymakers in the state of Missouri are going to have to figure out ways to attract more people into the teaching career because this is a crisis. And again, the four-day school week is a symptom of, of these challenges that these schools are facing. Has research shown that this is actually helping school districts with teacher retention? I've been on the road all around the state of Missouri investigating this. And so I hear people tell me all the time that, yes, it definitely uh, keeps teachers there longer. Uh, but it's really difficult to measure as far as quantitative numbers. But but there is no doubt that the four-day school week is extremely popular with teachers. And there's no doubt that many teachers are staying longer in these four-day school week districts rather than always looking for additional money and compensation. I think a lot of people find this trend kind of alarming at first glance. How do you feel about it? You know, I don't take sides on it, but because I've been out in so many districts on the ground and, and heard people, not only school teachers, but also administrators and parents and, and people within a district, you know, the two groups that I say are the ones that if you adopt the four-day week, you have to pay the closest attention to are those families that have students with unique special needs. So it may be a student that has a behavioral issue that makes it difficult to find them childcare, or you may have a student that has a unique medical condition where the school nurse is extremely valuable to do things like monitor for diabetes or or other medications that you just can't put them in general child care or just leave them for grandma with grandma for that matter. So again, the two groups that I tell people is that while it is seems to be overwhelmingly popular and schools, once they go to the four-day week, do not go back, I always say pay special attention to those families that have unique challenges like kids with unique behavioral issues and kids with unique medical issues, and of course families where they only have early childhood age children. Have we seen an impact from this on student learning? 
Student learning is a tricky thing to measure in the state of Missouri because the number of four-day school weeks has been growing so fast. And another reason is that we've seen the MAP test, which is the, the state standardized test that is administered in all the public schools. The MAP test has gone through several revisions over the last few years, and the MAP test wasn't even given two years ago because of the COVID pandemic. So it's been really difficult to measure uh, to see the academic impact. But I will just say this, Kate, is that in the state of Missouri, 141 school districts have adopted the four-day school week. And over that time, only one ever went back. And so those local school boards are watching those test performance numbers and things like that. And I think the vote uh, to continue to do it in all the school districts except for one does give you some measure. And another thing that I would drop out is, is you can look at this on a nationwide standard. While in Missouri, we're not doing so well on having uh, the same test year after year, so we, it's difficult to measure growth. But in some states, for example, the state of Colorado, a majority of the school districts in the state of Colorado we're on the four-day week. And it's pretty clear that if there is uh, an impact on academic learning on a four-day week, it's minimal. That was Missouri State University Associate Professor John Turner speaking with St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke. Amy Mayer edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Have a great day. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.